Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Okay, so the verse, uh, the verse, uh, verses one to three, let's just start right there. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first command, with a promise, so that it may go well with you, and that you may enjoy long life on earth. So the first blank is prioritize honor and overcome pride. We all deal with pride, right? In 1 John 2.16 says, for everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. There is a constant battle between the ways of this world and the word of God. Am I speaking to you guys this morning? Okay, we're just processing or the coffee's kicking in, I'm not sure, but Proverbs 18, 12 says, before his downfall, a man's heart is proud. Before his downfall, a man's heart is proud, but humility comes before honor. So there's a sign there. You know, you, you, you catch yourself before you wreck yourself. You know, like, it's what you do with that pride. Remember, we talked about before, if we were a tree and, and, and we were producing unhealthy fruit and say that unhealthy fruit was anxiety, which we all seem to deal with too. If you got a lot of anxiety, if anxiety is the fruit, pride is the root. Why? Because we're trying to deal with it on our own instead of humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God and casting our cares and burdens upon him, right? Anxiety was never meant for you to just deal with it. Philippians 4, 6 to 9, I love, uh, Pastor Rudy, I think, posted it um, this week. It said, be anxious about nothing, pray about everything, Right? But everything through prayer and thanksgiving, make your request known to God, whether it's godly, loving, and true, and noble. Meditate on these things. And the peace of God, see, there's always a process to the promise when facing a problem. (laughs) There's another P. There's always a process to the promise when I face a problem. So the next time you see a problem, think about the promise, but remember, there's a process. Sometimes we just want to lean on the, you know, just speak the word of God over every situation, but we don't move. Faith without works is dead. You know, there's still a process. Okay, I gave you the process. I didn't, thank God he didn't just say, don't be anxious, because that doesn't work really well for me. It's what do I do when that indicator light of anxiety comes on? Should be no different than your oil change light comes on. Guess what? Change your oil. (laughs) When your anxiety light comes on, pray. Pray. That's what the scripture says. Right? Pray. Give thanks to God. Meditate on what is ever, whatever is godly, loving, and true, noble. Then the peace of God. Oh, I just want the peace. You can't have the peace without the prayer, and you can't have it without the process. Come on, of praying the right way. You with me? Okay, good stuff. Not in my notes. Honor your father and mother, the first command with a promise. Mm-mm-mm. The original Greek word for honor means worth or value. In the Hebrew, the Hebrew word for honor, you've heard it before, kavod. Kavod, right? Which also means not just honor, but respect. The Hebrew, the original word, is honor and respect. Kavod, right? Try it with me. Say kavod. There you go. Good job. It, it is a word of great strength, 
and importance in the Hebrew language. And these are the traits that we want to instill in our lives, in the young men that we influence, in this church, and throughout all aspects of life. Kavad. We want to instill honor and respect, right? Because there's great reward. There's great reward when we do that. There's a promise that that it comes with when we honor our father and mother. So we want things to go well in our life, and we want to prosper, do we not? I do. Ever thought that maybe, that maybe, just maybe you're fighting the wrong battle, that maybe the reason you're struggling to prosper in your health is a result of lack of honor? It's in the scripture. We want things to go well. We want to prosper. Studies have shown that how a man treats his mother will be similar to how he treats his wife. You know, <laughs> my wife is amazing. And I'm going to be honest with you, in my, in my teenage years with my mother, I had a hard time respecting and honoring my mother. We butt heads a lot. I won't, I won't go into detail on that. But they say your beliefs are, a lot of your beliefs what you believe about life, what you believe you can or cannot do are formed by age 10, personalities by age 16. Now, we don't use that as an excuse. Why? Because excuses remove our power to change, right? So, and that's what the world says, but what does the word say, right? And so, so studies have, have, have shown that how we honor our mothers or dishonor our mothers is probably going to one day, maybe not the beginning of your marriage or relationship, but at one time, you get a little relaxed, you get a little too comfortable, you start to default to some of those unhealthy beliefs and unhealthy patterns, right? So Charmaine would always encourage me, even though I prefer, I prefer to call my father, just so you know, and, and talk with him. I call him quite often, but my wife always encourages me, have you, have you talked to your mother lately? Have you reached out to your mother lately? And um, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, and uh, some of you know that, that you know we're here today, gone tomorrow. But there's, there's a promise there when we honor our father's mother. It doesn't mean that you always have to agree with him. Come on. Especially some of the teenagers that are in the house. You're, you're going to get to a season, and you probably haven't been there yet, <laughs> where you're wise in your own eyes. <laughs> you think your parents are just absolutely nuts. I was there, just so you know. And then you get older, and you start having kids. You're like, well, they weren't so nice <laughs> after all. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But you know, like there's a lot to be a lot to be said there. So, as men, there are a lot of battles in the home that stem from the battles that we had growing up with our parents. So, just something to be be aware of, right? And I get it. Our parents didn't always do the right thing, and neither do we. That's a newsflash. Sometimes we get it wrong, and thank God for His grace. Come on. Thank God for his mercies made new every morning. Thank God for his faithfulness. You know, there's, and that's why we have this brotherhood. That's why we have this family. That's why we come together. And some of the most humbling moments are when we get it wrong and then how we get to apologize or go back and show humility and then, and then we get honor. You know, so I always encourage you, men, those are some of the greatest moments. Not when you're always doing everything right. It's when you do things wrong. And then how you respond later to that. You know, I've had, a, I've had a few moments where I have had to go back to my kids and say, you know what? It wasn't right for dad to talk that way to mom. And that's humbling. But you know what? Guess what? They're going to grow up 
And, I'm, and I bet you sometimes they're going to say the wrong thing to their wife or the wrong way, and then they're going to remember how their father handled it with humility, even when he was wrong, that he confessed, right? Monkey see, monkey do. More things are caught than taught. All right. Okay, so the key words in there are in the Lord and honor. We obey our parents in the Lord. If our parents aren't following the Lord, it makes it difficult to take godly direction. I get that. But we still need to honor. However, we don't always have to agree again, but we do need to honor. Matthew 15, 4 says this. I got a whole bunch. There's way more verses on honor. I just pulled a few out, and then you can look them up later. Matthew 15, 4 says, For God said, Honor your father and mother, and he who speaks evil of his father or mother is put to death. Whoa. 1 Timothy 5, verse 3 Honor widows who are widows indeed. Hebrews 13, 4, marriage should be honored by all. Someone say all. And the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexual immoral. Whoa. That one hits me. That's for all. That's not just for the believer. That's for the non-believer. That's for all. It's like, why? It's for your benefit, right? Uh, 1 Peter 3, verse 7, in the same way you husbands must honor your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should. Check this out. So your prayers will not be hindered. What? Maybe your prayers are being hindered because you're not honoring your spouse. Oh, man, the Lord is hitting us hard this morning, hey? With love and conviction and not condemnation, by the way. God's gift of new life. Come on. And then let's go to the Ephesians uh, 10 and 11. It's another one that stood out to me. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. Why? So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. He's scheming after you. He's, he's every day, he's scheming to get you distracted, he's, to get you discouraged, to get you divided, and to disengage. Four deadly Ds. He will find a way, make a way, and it usually starts with your head. And if you don't have that helmet of salvation on, how are you supposed to stop those thoughts and take it all captive to obedience to Christ? I mean, I'm going to get into this more, but I think how many days do we go out naked to battle? You know, you're going out naked. And how many days are you struggling with, with the enemies trying to steal your peace because you're not even, you're going out barefoot. I see my kids all the time, my younger kids, always barefoot. Max, to this day, runs around our neighborhood barefoot. He's riding his skateboard barefoot, you know, like, and then what happens? He usually comes back missing a toenail or something. And I've warned him again and again, but he just wants to have fun. And like, dad must be completely nuts, right? Because I'm just trying to hold him back. No, I want him to have more fun. I want him to be able to do more things so he doesn't step on something that's going to hurt him and rob his peace. And we go out to battle and we forget to put on our shoes of the gospel of peace. And we wonder why we got problems, (laughs) right? Come on. It's right there in God's word. Put on God's armor for protection. There's, there's, There's a process to the promise. You get up, 
put the armor on. Before you go out, put the armor on. Someone say, put the armor on. And notice how it says the full armor of God. So be honest with, with yourself. How often do you take the time before heading out to battle to put on the full armor of God? How often? We're working on it. That's right. We can get better every day. Starts today. Verse 17, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of what? Spirit, which is what? The word of God. It's right there. The sword of spirit is the word of God. The only way you win a war is with God's word. Word of God. We just read in the scripture that we're not at war against flesh and blood. So if you thought you were battling against somebody else, eh, you're not. You're not. You're battling against principalities. Okay? The devil wants you to turn on your brother, wants you to turn on your sister, especially wants you to, wants to turn on the people that are the most furthest from God or your feather, uh, fellow brother and believer. Right? Why? Because he's, he's scheming. He's a liar. He's a lion who seeks to devour and destroy. If you know where your battle lies, then you know the battle lines. And then you know how to fight. And then you're not fighting against the very one you should be fighting for. His schemes have been consistent in trying to create division amongst the church. And guess where he's going to start? In your home. He's always going to start at the head. Because if he can get at the head, it'll affect the, whole, the rest of the body. He's going he's to start in your relationships. For those of you men that are married, those of you that will be married, that are dating, that's where he's, yeah, that's where he's going to start. And you can't win a war without weapons. You can't win a war. So your weapon is not against, I mean, your war is not against your parents, not against your wife, it's not against your coworkers, not against your friends, it's not against your boss. It's definitely not against the church, the body of Christ. Our war isn't against our own flesh. Our war is the war of faith. Not the war of the flesh, it's the war of faith. Our war is greater than politics, man. Our war is against the power, uh, power, uh, powers of this dark world. So it's time that we armor up and it's time that we fight. And I think for a lot of us, you've been, some of us have been wondering, why, Lord, why this, why that? Bigger than the why, bigger than the reason is the revelation, okay? You're not at war against her. You're not at war against him. Remember, if you're gonna point your, or you're gonna swing your sword anywhere, don't swing it against your brother right? Or sister or wife or parents. Verse 18, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So let's talk about that one, prayer in the spirit. How we pray, in the spirit on all occasions. Prayer isn't the only thing that we are called to do in the spirit through the spirit, by the way. Galatians 5.16 says, we walk in the spirit. Romans 8.13 says, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die by the flesh. But if you live by the spirit, you will put to death the misdeeds of the body that you live. Live in the spirit. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 3, confess Jesus is Lord in the spirit. Philippians 3.13, worship in the spirit. 1 Corinthians 14.16, give thanks in the spirit. Galatians 6 verse 1, restore a wayward brother in the spirit. Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying all times in the Spirit. Prayer in the Spirit is part 
of our whole Christian lifestyle. We live in the spirit every day. Everything we do is done in and by the spirit. Many of us think of this as praying in tongues, which is important, by the way, but in context of this verse, it is praying God's word. Let's, I just want you to know, in con, we just read sword of the spirit, word of, which is the word of God, okay? So sword of spirit, word of, word of God, at all times in the spirit. It doesn't mean that we should be praying in tongues all the time, okay? I'm just saying that. This is my belief. I am for tongues, just so you know. I pray in tongues all the time. And Paul's very clear when to pray in tongues and when not to pray in tongues. And if I just go into tongues right now and I don't have an interpreter, that's not right. Look it up, right? But it is important. It's like our stealth weapon. Just so you know, I've been coaching a lot of people on how do I pray in tongues? Just ask, number one. Just ask to receive. If you want the gift of tongues, ask to receive and you will. But in context to this, it is praying God's word, living in the spirit, right? So it is saying that all of our praying is to be in the spirit, it means that prayers are moved and guided by the Holy Spirit. We are being prompted by the Spirit. We are being guided by the Spirit on what to pray and who to pray for. Does that make sense? Okay, good. So who do we pray for? It says right there in the scripture. Who's got it? For all the Lord's people. Right? Everything within context. It's not just the how you, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. It's the process. We pray for all, not just the people that you want to pray for. It's easy to pray for the people you want to pray for, and usually we start with ourselves, right? We're called to pray for all God's people. The final verse I want us to think about and meditate on is this. Peace to the brothers and sisters, and love, peace, and love, with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. The takeaway I have for us is godly honor, armor, and prayer is the key to prospering, protecting, and peace. Prospering, protection, and peace. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word today. Thank you, Father God, how it just, (laughs) like your word says, it reveals the things deep within our heart. It pierces through our our bone into our soul. It shows us, Lord, that we can live a life of discovery, not just recovery. It shows us, Lord, what we got in us to work on and what you placed in our heart to lean on, to stand on, and to move on. We thank you, Father God, for your Holy Spirit, that we can be moved by the Spirit, the Advocate. Lord Jesus, I just thank you that everything that was said today that was of you would take root in our heart. I pray for such boldness for these men. Because I know, yes, we're going through a harvest, but we're also going through a battle in this season. And I, and, I, and I pray, Lord, that your word would be what they stand on, that their belief would be in you. Lord Jesus, that they would see the, the resurrecting power of you in them and the Holy Spirit leading them and guiding them in every prayer and every action and every way and in every day. I pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.